0: Welcome back Radio Entrepreneurs listeners and fans. I'm producer Lauren Davis and I'm excited to introduce you all to part 3 of the 7th FBA Family Business Panel Discussion, The Next Generation of Family Businesses Entrepreneur. In this family business related Fall 2022 edition of the panel, we will be covering topics related to restructuring for the future after transition, implications of transition personally as a family and professionally as a business. What if the wrong family member is chosen to be leader? And much, much more. If you have not yet seen parts one and two of this panel discussion, we recommend you head over to radioentrepreneurs.com or to any of our many channels to catch the first two segments. All of these discussions are intended to be highly relevant to family businesses, but also to entrepreneurs of all types. So be sure to follow Radio Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, or any of the many platforms we stream on to see those first two segments. Next, I will introduce our three panelists and the host for this discussion. For their full introductions, please refer back to episode one, which is linked in the description below. We're joined today by Stephen Wilchins of Wilkins, Cosentino, and Novins, Kelly Berardi and Rich Herschen of Gray, Gray, and Gray. And our special guest, Chris Sanders of Insperity, formerly of family business-owned, Sandron. Welcome, everyone. Last but not least, a man who needs no introduction, Radio Entrepreneurs host and founder of MAGE, Jeffrey Davis. Welcome, Jeffrey. And I will now hand the conversation over to you.
1: Thank you very much, Lauren. I appreciate it. Welcome, everyone, back to the third segment of uh, the Family Business Next Generation uh, Radio uh, Podcast on Radio Entrepreneurs. And I want to start with an interesting uh, question that I think relates to a lot of you professionals who do this work. And that is, can we make a compelling argument right now that this is the time financially to start the transition? And I don't know if I want to start. I never start with you, Kelly, but this really is down in your core of your work, isn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think given sort of where things are at from a tax perspective, from both, uh, you know, an entity taxation, um, thoughts around potential, you know, uh, you know changes to the estate tax, gifting limits, um, you know, just uncertainty in the economy, the time is now to think about transition, succession planning, um, the next generation, whether or not you've got the right people within your organization, and just looking at your overall bench strength to figure out you know, how your business will continue into the future.
1: Steve? Um,
3: I think I would hold off a little at this moment. I think we've had a long, for the next generation, I think the two years of COVID have been very challenging for a number of clients that I've seen. And I would just give it a little more time, but certainly, you know, Kelly has some excellent points and certainly would introduce a number of the topics, but I don't think I'd be pushing at this moment. I think I'd let it settle down a little. There's still too much uncertainty, both in the COVID situation, the economy, the political situation, the supply chain that... um, I think you have to give it a breather.
1: Both good points, Rich, and I'll have one too.
4: I think it's a good time. You know, I think a lot of it's just, is it ready? I think from the estate tax issues, gifting issues, I think it's a good time. I understand what Steve's saying, but I think, you know, you look at businesses and, and there certainly are a lot of challenges right now, but there's always challenges and always things. And I think at some point if the timing's right for the family, um, you have to just do it. I think if you wait for everything to align perfectly, you'll never find that opportunity. Mm -hmm.
1: Chris, now you live through a family business transition, the good, the bad, and the ugly, like the movie. Uh, Do you have thoughts about that? You probably would have pushed it along a lot more aggressively if you had your say, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. And whether that would have been the right decision or not, you know, we don't know, but there, you know, I don't think there is, you can't, wait for to Rich's point everything to align. It's never gonna align. Um if the time is the time, you know, the 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 family, the business, the the uh the market, everything that's you know, all these other factors. I mean, it's just it, it's gotta happen, whether it's difficult through COVID or, you know, here we are with the COVID hangover, um, still dealing with that the political landscape as Steven says. Um Where? It, it's just got to go. I mean, if it's got to, if it's time, it's time. And you'll get through those struggles um, and prepare for those as best as possible.
3: I just want to, I'm outnumbered. So I just want to defend myself. I have to defend myself (laughs) is that not only is the COVID issue a problem, it's the wealth. People don't feel wealthy as much. The stock market is in a tailspin. You know, the investing is a challenge. I think that has compounded the owner's ish, concerns and uncertainty, and that, that's the only reason why I'm saying give it a breather. Let things settle a little. Let the owners uh, feel that they have some stability before you really start pushing this.
2: Jeff, I, I'll just add though, that the, what we're seeing is um, in some cases is that that second generation is all also feeling antsy and that second generation, they too have children and they, you know, have kids in college and they've been in a way feeling like, okay, I've got this like golden carrot hanging over my head. Like I need to put kids through college. I'm not getting any younger. I, my family they have to figure out what they need to do. I'm either going to be a leader or I'm not going to be a leader. And if I'm not going to be a leader here, then I'm going to leave. And so, you know, they're they're not forced to stay in the family business. You know, they too are employees and they have expectations. And it's not just balancing what the parents want. It's also understanding that the younger generation has families and needs that they need to satisfy as well. And so if you're not careful and you don't act quickly enough, you may run the risk of losing that next generation because you're making them way too long.
1: I think that that's a good point. And it's not that I disagree with anybody, but you know, a lot of times I'll go into businesses and I'll see people in their seventies and their eighties and their nineties, nineties, and they're still running their businesses. And I say, what was your father doing at your age? Mm -hmm. And they'll say half the time, they'll say, well, my father passed away or my father was retired. And, You know, when I was younger, it was not unusual in my generation for people in their 20s to be running businesses. And so I think the goal line's been moving a lot. And I think the key is to really look at what's best for the business again. And when you have someone who's been running a business for 30, 40 years, sometimes they're not entrepreneurial anymore. They become caretakers. And I think when they become caretakers and they don't have the energy and the passion to continue entrepreneurship You're leaving the business vulnerable, which is what Kelly's saying. And I think that's the most important thing. You got to take all that personal stuff out of it and say, what's the best place to protect this business? Because in family business, and I always say this to people, it's one shot at the pot of gold. People don't usually get two to three shots at pots of gold. So if you're only going to get one shot at the pot of gold or one big paycheck, always Uh, you got to make sure you do whatever you can to protect that. So that's what I would add to that whole thing. And I see Kelly, I don't know if you Mm -hmm. wanted to
2: add to that, but. No, I think that's great. I agree.
1: I just want to
3: suggest though, it's not like a light switch. I mean, there could be a situation where the younger, you know, pick up what Kelly has said about the second generation, which was a good point, but at the same time, are they concerned about leadership? responsibility more compensation or is it the ownership of the stock all of that doesn't happen right away and i think i think one could accomplish what the second generation is looking for in stages if it's talked through properly in the right environment so i i, I don't think it comes all all at once
4: I think that's right. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking about, is it the right time financially? Um, it may be the right time financially, but maybe it's not the right time for, you know, some of the reasons you suggested they're not ready to run the business. They don't have the experience or the knowledge or the leadership capabilities. So there's a lot of different things uh, to be looking at there.
1: So uh, here's something that I think is also very common and it could be a problem, especially with families with loyalties, what if the wrong family business member is picked? What can be done? And how do you build in those safeguards to do that? Because I've seen that as well. You know, Stephen, you've asked me questions about certain families and I've said out of the frying pan into the frying pan. It's just, you're trading one problem for, an, for a new type of problem. Right. So how do you protect the business in that way?
3: Start a competitive business, leave and just move over. It's a tough tough question really. I mean, in that environment.
2: But I think that's where a board comes in, uh, Jeffrey, and where, you know, you come in, right? Companies such as yours and that provide the services that you provide. And when you have a board and a board starts to um, sense that that's what's going on, that's where those types of suggestions start coming into play and saying, okay, we need to figure this out. We've got to talk through this. We've got to figure out what the next... Um, you know, stages are. And oftentimes it requires an outside third party to sort of bring those conversations um, to a head.
1: Chris, you've seen some transitions and probably have had your own thoughts about that. Do you want to add to this?
5: Um, yeah, and I think I just kind of reinforcing what Kelly says. And that is, If we've the company has put those pieces in in, in place, and by that being an outside board, we do have outside objectives, we're removing that uh, emotional decision, Um, I should take over because I'm the oldest, you know, these sort of things that a lot of family businesses are struggling with. uh, If you put those pieces in place, it can certainly aid in making that transition. You know, I wouldn't say easier, but it's family, right? So it may be difficult, but at least it's going to be done the right way.
1: I mean, that's going back to old England, almost Steve, you know, with the whole oldest sibling taking over. And, you know, I see a lot of companies with baby boomers where s- sisters were cut out of certain generations because exactly. they were the sister. Right. And there's, and there's no a long resentment. Right. I've seen younger siblings cut out because they were the younger siblings. And, you know, there's there really is still that tendency on the part of parents to sometimes look towards age as the succession plan. So how do you deal with that? Hmm. Age and gender.
3: I, I think you have to raise the, that topic and really discuss the topic and, and try to have the client or the owner see that, that, That may may be a narrow view and that certainly to the extent the younger generation or say a female is not given the opportunity when the male is, if the male is the first generation, that's old school. I mean, you know, it's really who's the brightest, who's the best, who's working hardest. Those are the talents and qualities that that should, you know, sit, sit and lead the company.
4: And That's right. I think, as Kelly indicated before, this is why outside boards and advisors can be a help to sometimes show people that, hey, maybe you don't even realize this is happening, but, but it is. Um, help guide the company to make those, those decisions.
1: Right. And again, I think it's important, Steve, to put in uh, corporate standards, operating agreements, When you even if you didn't have them with one generation, to make sure you have it with the next so that you can protect the business. Isn't that isn't that important as well?
3: It's very important to have you know confidentiality agreements, have non-solicitation agreements. Obviously, uh, non-compete has been drastically changed in Massachusetts as in other uh, states, uh, but but also protecting in many ways key employees, making sure key em- employees are protected, making sure that they have a long-term future, making sure they have a retirement plan. And also, I would just want to get back to the board issue. I mean, when one doesn't have a board, it's probably easier for them to have a non-fiduciary board, meaning a board of advisors rather than an actually a true board of directors where the owner can terminate the board And they and really ignore what they have to say. But where it works well is the owner is engaged and willing to accept what they don't know, and willing to listen to outside people, and willing to listen and move the needle when it's needed.
1: Well, I'll just add to you a little bit of a true humorous story where I worked with a family business once that had three. Male sons and two daughters in the business, and the father said to me, "I need you to do an evaluation on who's the best, most qualified person to lead." And when I went back, and I and I went through my analysis, I looked at the father, and he said, "So who's the best person? Who's the person you would choose if it were up to you?" I gave my reasons, and I said, uh, "I picked the daughter." And the father looked at me, and he went, "So you think we should pick Tony?" I looked at him. I went, no, it should be. And I used the daughter's name again. He goes, right. So you're saying it should be Tony, which was the oldest son. And I went, no, it's got to be your daughter. And he went, no, she's my daughter. And I went, no, she's the most qualified. (laughs) So you have to deal with a lot of predetermined thoughts. I know, Chris, before we go, you have a family that looked at things in terms of age as well, correct?
5: Correct. Yes. You know, that uh, not only there was that uh, male versus female, but hey, oldest and, you know, yeah, it's it's, there was a lot. There was a lot. Well, I'm going to turn it over to our producer
1: who keeps us all under control, Lauren Davis. Thank you for coming back, Lauren.
0: Thank you, everyone. What an important conversation. Restructuring the family business after a transition and preparing for one as well. Some highly useful points were discussed, I think, should be relevant for family business owners um, and regular entrepreneurs, people that are not in family businesses. So that wraps up the last segment of our fall 2022 edition of the FBA Family Business Panel discussion, The Next Generation of Family Business as Entrepreneur. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers who have tuned in for this third part of the panel. Links will be provided in the video's description below to parts one and two if you didn't already hear them, so be sure to check those out. Click subscribe just below the video if you're on YouTube, or follow if you're listening on one of our podcast platforms or social media platforms to stay up to date on all of our postings as they go live. If you're a fan of our videos, please be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, press the bell button. It helps immensely. Radio entrepreneurs is also very active on LinkedIn. So be sure to go follow our page there as well for more business advice and discussions. Until next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all of our panelists. And we'll be back with more stories on radio entrepreneurs.